0: Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again this week. And we are here again with Nicoletta of Luna Seas. And Nicoletta is an astrologer, an evolutionary astrologer. And she is here to talk... more detail about breaking down your astrological chart and she's actually going to use my chart as an example for that. So you'll get an idea of what a reading is like and you'll also get information about how to look at your own chart and kind of break it down for yourself. Nicoletta, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, nice to be back. Yes. good. How
0: are you? I am great. And I should mention to everyone that it's episode eight, the first episode that I did with Nicoletta, and it was just amazing. It was loaded with fabulous information. I mean, it just totally blew my mind. It was awesome. So if you have not listened to that episode, I definitely recommend checking that out because it was (laughs) amazing. Nicoletta is going to have a look at my chart today. Is it a birth chart? Is yeah. that what we would call it? Okay, yeah. A birth so,
1: chart or a natal chart.
0: People can get these online. On, they're like calculators mm-hmm. they can get them on, right?
1: Yeah, so there's lots of different avenues, that different interpretations that you can get online okay. that have loads of really useful and informative information That's the first place I looked at was when I was one of these websites. Well, I actually used to go on all of them. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. And I, well, all the ones I knew and I didn't actually know what any of the stuff really meant. I used to just read the interpretations and be like, oh, my God, it's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. cool.
1: (laughs) And I think I used to get really, really overwhelmed, like, like, it's just a lot and you just don't someone will say to you, what's your moon sign? You're like, well, I've read that, but I don't know which one is my moon sign. And it's saying yes. all these funky words like, <laughs> yes, what's I a can... trine, what's a yes. sexile, what's going on there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I have looked my chart up a few times on a few different sites, but man, it is exactly like you say. It's really overwhelming. It's really confusing. When I don't really know what it all means, it's so hard to remember anything
1: other than just my sun sign, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of difficult because on a website, I think they're brilliant, they're very informative, but they don't really, they can't always say how it all relates as one. Mm. That's what you'd get with an astrologer. Right. And I feel like it's important to know what each little element means, but it doesn't bring it together. So sometimes it will say two things that completely oppose each other and you're like, well which one is it?
0: Yes. I've yes, (laughs) I've experienced that. Yeah. It's and it's confusing.
1: Yeah, it is. And that that is because it will say say you're um like you you're a Capricorn moon. Right. I'll say okay that's the element of the Capricorn moon. Oh but you're a Scorpio sun. Those two are different
0: very yes and i i don't understand that actually
1: so astrologer will say how they can work together and how it can make it yeah Um, cool but what i was thinking we could do is i could first say what's an easy way to break down the chart so you've you've gone on those websites you've kind of understood it to a degree sure But you kind of want to learn how to start reading a birth chart. Your own birth chart.
0: Yeah, perfect.
1: (laughs) So you go on that website and it will make you put all your details in. And the first thing that will come up is your sun sign. Usually straight after they put the moon. Okay. And then they do it by which planets move the fastest. Because those will have the biggest impact on you.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so we'll have your Sun, your Moon, your Mercury, your Mars, your Venus, they all will come next. The ones lower, so your Pluto, Neptune, uh, Saturn, they're more generational. So you'll see that what I would do if I was trying to learn, at the top it will say Moon in Scorpio. If you want to know more about your Moon just keep Googling or going on Instagram and searching moon in Scorpio, mm. and it will give you more traits to do with that sign. The easiest way to think of a birth chart is it's, it's all interconnected in the sense that we have 12 signs, 12 houses, and the signs relate to the houses. So the first sign is Aries. And that has similar traits to the first house.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this is really helpful because I've seen the, I've seen the houses and I've seen the signs, but I haven't understood that there's any connection or what the connection is.
1: There is a connection. Okay. Yeah. So the second house is Taurus is all about your security. What makes you feel safe? You know, these are all Taurus themes.
0: okay. Right, right. Okay
1: we have all the elements of the chart within us you know you might have a planet so it's a little bit more emphasized but you are the whole zodiac you know you're made from dust and stars right
0: yes <laughs> yes um,
1: it's all within you the planets sort of emphasize and highlight it a little bit more okay. that's not to say an empty house is not powerful some of the my most empty houses have been the most powerful because When there isn't a planet there and other planets start traveling through it, you get to learn what that house is about.
0: I've wondered about that, about the houses where I don't have any planets. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. You right now would have, I don't know, a couple of years ago, let's say, you would have had Uranus in the 11th house. You have what you call an intercepted chart. And what that means is that, um, you know, we said there's 12 houses and 12 signs. Yes. A, A lot of charts will have a sign associated to a house. You have one of the signs is not associated to a house. It's right in the middle of it. So it doesn't rule a house.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah.
1: And what that means is the traits that that embodies is something that you didn't have immediate access to. It's something that you've had to learn. So uh, okay. if we go, let's do our favorite day, 2012.
0: That was
1: a big one. <laughs> yep. And it's right there <laughs> oh, in the really? 2012. Uranus was transiting uh, and Uranus is a really slow moving planet. It was transiting that 11th house. So you would have started getting more familiar with that 11th house, especially because it's Uranus. So Uranus can be surprises. It can be awakenings. It can be things happening that are very unexpected. You have in the 11th house which is your sense of community changes.
0: Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is so insane. So 2012, um, we talked about how uh, in the last podcast about 2012 was when uh, my mom passed away. But what also happened in that year that was really significant was I went to Burning Man for the first time. And that was my first experience with, I mean in a lot of ways it was my first experience with any kind of real actual unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And it was very powerful because it's a it's a very it's a communal event and it's very much about community and it completely I mean completely shifted the way I looked at community, the way I looked at relationships, the way I looked at life, love, I mean it's so interesting.
1: Yeah. And that it's- would have continued for you for it would be an, an ongoing thing for a few years um, with Uranus there. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a slow moving planet. So wow. it's, they just, it just keeps happening like little snippets of these, these little bits of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right now it's actually moved into your 12th house. So it's been more of a inward journey for the last, let's go, since last year. Oh, yeah. So now it's coming to note your deep sense of self.
0: Yes. Wow. (laughs) That is so crazy accurate. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: How cool.
1: So it moved into the 12th house last year. Oh, I see. um,
0: Okay.
1: Around, let's do the month. Oh, yeah. July. July last year
0: wow oh my gosh that's crazy that's so i mean that's really spot on yeah it's been a very internal journey for the last year for sure much more than ever in my life before
1: yeah well you have a lot of planets in the sixth house
0: yes i've seen that i don't know what it means but i've seen it
1: Mm. i I will i will let you know (laughs) um (laughs) But for now, yeah, that Uranus is hitting all of those, like it started, it's moving towards your Saturn. Mm. So within the next year, you will start being very serious on, so the sixth house has everything to do with being of service, of helping, of caring. Mm. It's all about, yeah, how you care for others. And you have, as I said, a whole bunch of planets there, uh, including your sun and Saturn. So for you, the next couple of years, your next step of being a healer, what can Mm -hmm. you do? How can you be a more responsible healer? How -hmm. can you be a healer that's more serious with your duties? How can you, it's taking it to that next level of, How am I going to make this a solid foundation? Uh, How am I really going to help? Okay. Your moon will hate it because your moon wants stability. Your sun is okay with it not being stable. And that's how they complement each other.
0: (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. So
1: you're a Scorpio sun. So you actually thrive in like intensity and...
0: Yeah. But I do like that stability too. That's that, that Capricorn moon. Yeah. Yep. And that's why it's been so confusing to me. Like, how do these two work together? But I am I'm I like intensity, but I also like a plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's your duty to basically make them work together. Okay. Because your moon is in the eighth house, you can find that through partnership, not just relationship, business partnership, mm. um, but relationship as well.
0: This is so interesting, I have to tell you, it's just, you're just, it's so crazy accurate. I mean, something I don't talk about as much publicly or haven't talked about as much publicly is the fact that in 2012, I also met the man who would become, years later, we were friends for a while, but would become years later, my life partner. And and he's a Capricorn son. We are just I mean, it's like, as we've come together, his stability and my like, let's go do the thing have balanced out so beautifully. Mm. And I feel like my, and actually in the plans I've been making for the next year, it very much has to do with us continuing to find that balance point for both of us. That's fascinating.
1: Well, that's amazing that he's got the son there because he has it in your, your house of contracts so the 8th okay. house is so your 7th house is your house of relationship but the 8th house is where you can actually build like have a contract with someone
0: oh interesting okay
1: and the sun and moon when they make a a link like that in a chart it's very yeah it shows a a, a strong compatibility yeah very strong wow. very strong <gasps> yeah <laughs> That's amazing yeah it's it's almost like you you guys he intuitively knows how to fill your emotional needs mm. and you know what to do to make him feel alive
0: yeah oh that's exactly it's yeah. amazing it's a it's just this is just blowing my mind and i guess you know the thing is and i'm sure some people listening too the thing is you you know you see these birth charts and like you said you know there's these paragraphs about this is what your moon means and this is what mm-hmm. your mercury means and and it, you know, it's not, you don't, it's so hard to understand how it all comes together. Yeah. But when speaking, you know, with someone who really understands how it all comes together and you're so intuitive, it's, oh, it's you. just amazing how it, it's just, it's, I mean, this is just exact.
1: Yeah. It's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Well, oh. I think um, I love those, those websites because they're good if you're learning. So if someone sure. wants to learn, they are amazing because they will break down their information. But when you're initially learning, it's first getting your head around what all the, the planets and the signs mean.
0: Right, okay.
1: Yeah, and then gradually building it up. I think we have a, a culture at the moment where we just <laughs> want to know everything immediately. and yeah. But with astrology... There is so much there that you could overwhelm yourself and confuse yourself. I remember when I did my course, my, my, I loved my course, but I was just like, come on, like, this is basic. Tell me more. <laughs> right. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. But I
1: love that he did that now because everything is so ingrained in me. Yeah. And that's what I would recommend to someone learning. So, do you want to know something that's really interesting about that 2012 date? Yes. <laughs> so, you said this is when you met the life partner. Yes. You had, that year, Pluto just moved through that eighth house of of contracts. Okay. Pluto is the death-rebirth cycle. Oh. So, it's putting an end to... And I remember you saying you're leaving like work, starting traveling. So it's leaving mm-hmm. other contracts and making way for something new to come in.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy.
1: <laughs> it's like Phoenix energy.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what 2000, 2012 was all the seeds for that. I mm-hmm. went to Burning Man, which changed the way that I relate to the world, to humanity. My mom passed away, so I was no longer taking care of her. I'm a man who would become my partner, though we were just friends then, because I was, you know, I was married to someone else. And it's so interesting because it is when all of that started to, It's was like the beginning of the transition, for sure.
1: It's incredible. And um, that Pluto is actually still going through... Through that eighth house. So when we look at a Pluto transit, at the beginning, it's sort of like everything starts to break down. Okay. But by the end of it, it's you finding your power within that situation.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. (laughs) It really is like Phoenix rises from the ashes. Like the ashes is like the first couple of years and then you see it coming to...
0: Yes, that is exactly. I mean, that's exactly what's been happening because yeah, 2012 to like 2016, I would say it was just, just huge dissolution of everything, everything in my life. You know, I got divorced. I moved States. I changed my career a couple times. And then the last several years have really, yeah, have really been about figuring out my own power in a way. Yeah, coming into that, all that change, like really coming into it and fully embodying it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you've had Neptune in that 10th house. So, you know, you said you've changed jobs quite a few times. And what Neptune can be is having a little bit of like rose-tinted glasses on. Mm. And the 10th house is your, your career, but it's also where you're heading in life. So the... The shadow, because as we said, there's shadow and light side. Mm-hmm. The shadow side yeah. is having those rose-tinted glasses, which would explain why you're changing work, because you have that, but then you'll have mm-hmm. other transits like impacting it, and you'll be like, oh, wait, no, that wasn't the way I thought it was going to be. S- Overall, Neptune is your intuition and your inner guidance.
0: Oh, okay.
1: In those instances where you have been trying to make career or you know, life path decisions mm-hmm. if you've done it through logic, it would have had the roast into glasses. Whereas if yes. you completely felt into that gut feeling
0: Yeah it would have Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And I feel like I have only in just in the last couple of years started to understand that I can't I can't be using uh, logic and what what seems like it should work as my guidance for that like i need to tap into my intuition and really let my heart guide me yeah that's been brilliant <laughs> and i'm just i just last week with that full full moon lunar eclipse i had an epiphany about this i realized like oh wait i need to be i need to be following my inner guidance on this
1: it's interesting because jupiter has just entered pisces it is going transiting through your your 10th house now jupiter is sort of known as a lucky planet it means uh, it's beneficial
0: okay
1: how you get the beneficial energy sometimes might not seem like it's beneficial like, sometimes <laughs> okay. be like why is this happening but yeah. overall it will turn into something of merit
0: okay
1: you've had in the last month when Jupiter entered Pisces, that it was going, like it was in that 10th house. It's going to be in there for, I think another month. Then it's going to go back into Aquarius. And then the whole of next year, is going to be in Jupiter. So next year, you're going to have quite an impactful year career-wise. Okay. And it will be beneficial for you, but at times it just might seem... I wouldn't say overwhelming, but at the same time, because you've got the nodes going through the sixth and the twelfth house, you're still getting a new sense of self. Mm. So they're kind of working together. Okay. Of, you're in the ground of trying to find who you are as like a healing practitioner because you've got your Gemini rule chart, so your your Mercury rule chart, so you need to use your voice. That's why I think this podcast is brilliant. Um,
0: This was very guided, for sure. Yeah. 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 It it came from meditation, actually, the idea.
1: Yeah. Well, using your voice is very impactful for you. And there's power to your words. Mm. You've got a Mercury in Scorpio. When you speak, it can really help people raise their vibration and help Mm. them Everyone has the codes within them. They just need it activated and you have the power to activate that in other people.
0: Wow. So I had um, a channeling session with a woman a couple months ago. Literally, that's what came through. Exactly that, that, I, that my voice is able to help activate the codes within people.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And it's amazing. And
1: heal them so cool. because wow. it's in the sixth house.
0: Okay, I'm taking note, universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With a Capricorn moon and the interception you have within your chart, you hold yourself to a very high standard.
0: Yeah.
1: Capricorn moons do that. You have a benchmark and you it can never be good enough for you.
0: Yes, um, that's something I've had to really work on.
1: But also the interception you have, which is what we said you only get access to later on um, through the transits. So you had the Libra Aries. So that usually translates to someone when they're a child or in their younger years feeling a little bit like a misfit, like they didn't belong, feeling like you couldn't step into like that a role of like leadership Mm -hmm. you felt like you didn't belong you were always sidelined and you had something to say but the community you were in you couldn't really articulate it yes Um, and it is for you it is deeply rooted in like being a like when you were a child seeing lots of injustices and things that you didn't think were quite right or quite fair and just being feeling a little bit helpless towards it
0: oh yeah absolutely I had a very troubled upbringing definitely I mean that's spot on and uh, one of the things I think about that that was significant for me was there was this like observing the injustice yeah and also like you're saying not not really feeling heard or able to feel heard for sure yes
1: Because it's Aries and Libra, their polarity is Venus and Mars. So there's also a sense of gender that plays a part in this Mm. or masculine and feminine energies. So some people I've seen it translated as um, them being very clear roles for genders within the household.
0: Oh, yeah, that was definitely true.
1: And also expectations of each gender.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was a very conservative, a kind of old fashioned, misogynist kind of situation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: That not feeling quite right for you and you having to rebuild that interception, but also being an uh, own authority in how you will be a leader and a healer You know, leaders are usually seen as a masculine energy.
0: Right. Yes.
1: So it won't be something that comes naturally to you. But you don't want to go back into the old stuff of being the dutiful person.
0: Right. That's so interesting. That's something very specifically this year that has been a huge focus for me is codependency and really letting go of that caretaking thing, setting healthy boundaries. And it's interesting because it—it it is, I haven't thought of it this way, but in a way it is. It's like it's healing my masculine.
1: Well, the codependency would also fall in your, you've got Mars in Virgo and the okay. sorry, the needing to help mm. is very Mars in Virgo. Okay. Mars, again, is the is Aries. It's the first house. It's the masculine energy. Okay. But in Virgo, Virgo is, again, it's that sixth house energy it's the healing energy and it's in your fourth house the house of home if you combine those together you want to take the person you're with and you want to heal them you want to support them but you do it with such a sense of I wouldn't say pride but it's almost without logic you just like this is what I'm doing
0: Mm mm-hmm Yes. Oh, it's so interesting that I mean, that totally resonates. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that's really brilliant about my partnership. That is that has definitely been my tendency. And there's just so much support and healthy communication that I've been able to really, really work on healing that need to mm. that need to caretake and fix and, you know, that codependent tendency that I have.
1: Now, I'm so glad you say this, because when I look at your chart, so we have um, we have quite a few things that determine karma and like your karma within your lifetime. The main one is the nodes, the okay. south node and the north node. Okay. So the south node relates to your past life story and your north node is the direction you need to be moving towards. Your south node is in the seventh house. the house of relationship Mm, okay and what that shows me is in a a past life there there was deep relationship karma that you needed to heal within this life Mm, wow I feel like there was something religious or something because you've got Neptune and Jupiter there and it's in Sagittarius there's some sort of limiting beliefs that you had within this relate these relationships and in this lifetime you have had to walk the path of shutting down all those limited limited beliefs
0: yes wow that is so interesting definitely I mean it feels like so much of the work that I have done especially in the last you know, six seven years after that two thousand twelve point really feels like so much has been around codependency in relationships. You know, I I've been a serial monogamist. I was a serial monogamist for most of my uh, adult life. Yeah, yes. really, really starting to like look at yeah, look at that codependency and what am I what am I believing about relationships relationships have been sort of this external thing that I think is going to save me or help me on some mm. level. Like I felt that way for a long, long mm. time. And it's, it's interesting when you, you talk about past lives. And one of the things that's interesting about my partner now is we, we've had multiple experiences where it feels like we're kind of remembering a past life together. Yeah. It does feel like there was some real intention and purpose, like mm. some real purpose to us connecting Like I can almost feel that we're healing something from before this life.
1: Yeah. No, I can definitely, I feel with strong karmic bonds like that. It definitely is that. I believe with all of our relationships, you know, our deep intimate ones, we are in some way working through some karma. Mm. But when it's a deep bond like what you guys have, you guys chose each other to incarnate into this lifetime to help build and grow with one another, which I just think is one of the most beautiful things in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's completely different than any relationship or connection I've ever had. Very unique.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because it's, like, one of the things that's been fascinating about this relationship, too. You know, it's a monogamous relationship again, right? Except that the feeling of it is completely different. Like, we're both very independent. There's this very... It's just a completely, it's a very unusual by any like regular cultural standards. It's a very unusual connection and way of being in relationship. You know, it's like we're two individuals who are just choosing to spend time with each other instead of, yeah, instead of that codependent, like.
1: I feel like it's happening a lot. Um, a lot of people are waking up to what a relationship should be what sure. it really means to them. Finding that these traditional roles that we are expected to play in the traditional things that we're meant to do doesn't really work. Yeah. And why can't we build a relationship exactly how we want it if both of the people are consenting?
0: Right, definitely. Yeah, it's all about like being two two sovereign beings.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. that's just so powerful and so beautiful. I feel when I've had discussions about this with some people that they feel that it will mean that the person doesn't care about you as much and it's like well actually no the relationship Mm -hmm. isn't about not caring it's about you being so comfortable and so good within yourself that you don't need the person (laughs) to be there yes it's just an absolute magic beautiful blissful thing that they are and you feel so lucky and grateful that they are
0: Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. That's that you just described it perfectly.
1: Love to know last year around May time up until this May. How has that been translated with your sense of self?
0: Oh my gosh, it's completely shifted. I'm 1000 times more comfortable, confident. I love myself more than I ever have. The big thing is I trust myself in like a deep, fundamental way. Like I trust myself Mm -hmm. and I trust my gut feelings now. It's been a huge, huge transformation actually. Mostly internally.
1: So you have the, the North Node was going through your first house. So the North Node is a karmic point. So it was going through your first house, and that is oh. where your natal north node is.
0: Okay.
1: Where it was when when you were born. So they made what we call a conjunction. So it's when the two points meet up in oh. the sky. Okay. So it was a completely karmic time ty- time for you, and it wow. was a, it was a deep time for you to let go again, of those limiting beliefs within relationship oh, yeah. and get a really, really strong sense of self.
0: Oh yeah, oh my gosh, it's that's crazy. Yes, so <laughs> one of the big things that happened around December was when it really happened. I let go of a number of close friendships that once I stepped out of codependency, there wasn't any foundation, it turned out. I And I really was like, I just, I have to walk away from this then because I've grown beyond this point. Yeah, major change.
1: Yeah, and I feel like uh, for a lot of us light workers, you know, we've been having that. Like I've certainly seen it within myself, but I've seen it in my my friends as well. It's almost like we have this awareness of yeah. these people that we we were helping, and yeah. how it was, as you said, codependent, and how it was holding you back, and how now yeah. you can, for me anyway, it's translated. How can I take that energy? And put it into my work. And help heal the collective.
0: Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah my work with the collective just skyrocketed. As soon as I walked away from these relationships. That were taking up so much of my energy. You know just mm. these, these few specific individuals. And suddenly it was like. Oh I have all of this space. To help more people. Mm. In a way that. And also in a way that's healthy for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100% it doesn't have to be goodbye forever it could be, Hey, this is just this energy isn't working right now. Yeah. Um, it's that whole, you know, as we said, the, the Phoenix thing, it's you need to clear the energy to let something new in.
0: Yes. Um, yes. But it's,
1: it can be really hard because it doesn't mean you don't love the people.
0: Right. Oh, definitely. And yeah, it, it is hard. It is hard to do that for sure. And, yeah, the thing that I kept, just like you say, the thing that I kept focusing on is as doors close in my life, inevitably, it makes space for new doors to open.
1: I Magic. love it. Good. Are you feeling good about it
0: all now? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Really, really good. And, you know, I it didn't take too long, actually, before I felt really solid about it.
1: So you have Chiron at the moment in... The 11th house. So that's the ele- the house of community and friends. And Chiron is the, the wounded healer. Okay. So those two, for me, when I in- interlink them and interlink it back to the intercepted Aries because that Chiron is going into that interception at the moment, I'm not surprised that you are finding that you need to let go of the these people. Mm because now you are coming into your position as every healer has been a healer their whole life. Sure. It just plays out in different ways. Right. This is now, now it's you with a a sense of awareness coming into that and being able to be a more active healer within your community rather than just your immediate circle.
0: Right. Okay. Is,
1: so that's how that's playing out. So everything that yeah. we do starts to it starts to come out in the chart
0: yeah wow
1: yeah i mean it's incredible it still amazes me i've been doing this for years and i'm still like
0: what i know it blows my mind this is amazing (laughs) it's just so accurate and yeah it makes us it makes sense like this so much of what i've what i'm healing and focusing on um, recently does have to do with my friendships and setting setting healthy boundaries. And like, mm. that's been my thing, like boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> like I've been really learning that and working on that.
1: With the boundaries thing, I've I've gone down a really bad hole with that before, mm. in the sense that if I was setting boundaries and people weren't respecting them, mm. I was immediately cutting people out. Mm. my Scorpio moon energy (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) like you don't respect me out and my lesson from that has been that's not always the kindest thing to do sure I feel like the word boundaries has kind of been misconstrued anyway for me it did for a little while I was following boundaries advice from Instagram and (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah I just feel like, you know, when you're setting boundaries with people, be mindful that it's not going to be an overnight thing and yeah, difficult conversations will need to be had. And yeah, yeah and it's, that's
0: it's interesting that you say that because that's something also that that's my, that's my snap. That's my snap to thing, right? Like, nope, I'm done with you. Nope, I'm done with you. I mean, that has definitely... you have
1: got lots of planets in Scorpio, so...
0: Right. Right. And it's, inter- well, it's interesting that you bring this up specifically because that's actually one of, that is one of the things that I've been really looking at, uh, recently with my boundary setting is how do I set these boundaries, but then also follow up with difficult conversations that allow the relationship to move through it. Yeah. And not, and not just end. Cause I totally have that tendency. I mean, that's yeah. my immediate response is yeah, And I'm I'm actually working on that really actively. Um, me too, also. me
1: too. Like, I think for me it was, you know, one person could do one bad thing to me. And it's just like, I didn't take into account all the other good things. I was like, that's it. You've broken right. my trust. You're gone.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, well,
1: actually, from one mistake, are we going to not take right. into consideration all the beautiful and loving things they have done? Right. Um. Oh. Yes, it is a journey. It's, well,
0: yeah, and it's just I totally relate to that. I mean, that's it's brilliant, yeah. and I think yeah, I bet a lot of people can relate to it. You know,
1: <laughs> especially Scorpios, because Scorpios mm-hmm. have this thing that, um, so Scorpio goes between worlds, like they they're both in the the earthly plane mm. and the water. They are in that sense to me very independent. And it's like, if you harm me, I don't need you. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Deeply intuitive as well. And your whole chart shows deeply intuitive, which makes me even more excited to come to you for a reading when I need one.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Yes, we'll definitely do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely, you are the person I want to come to next. Um, Yeah. Because, When I look at a chart, I can sense the person's energy. I could sense your energy from before and how you held the space for me. But when you look at the chart, I, you can see you've done a lot, a lot of inner work.
0: Interesting. So you can see that.
1: For me, I can feel it.
0: Okay. So like with you,
1: when you're doing your tarot or your cards, you know, you, you, this person sits in front of you, you can feel their energy.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. That's
1: the difference between going to an astrologer and going like looking at something online.
0: Right. Oh, OK. I see. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, the
1: astrologer will be able to intuitively feel whether it's the higher energy, the lower energy, how it's coming out. Um, right.
0: OK, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when I look at your chart, I immediately just like I felt it like I just felt it. I was like, wow. Another interesting thing with your chart is so we have Black Moon Lilith.
0: I've heard of this. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Good. (laughs) But I've heard those words. I like to hear. (laughs) Yeah, heard those words used.
1: (laughs) So a lot of astrology is based on archetypes. Yeah, Um, that makes
0: sense. Tarot too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can interlink astrology and tarot very easily. Lilith is the first woman to ever walk the planet. So she was before Eve. Okay. And she was created at the same time as Adam. Interesting. But she was shunned. And she she represents the divine feminine in its purest, rawest form. Yeah. Interesting. So she's like the wild woman. Okay. Wild, and also like again, very intuitive, very connected to me. She she's the witch, she's the ethereal, she's mm. the you know, that kind of energy. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: You have that in your 10th house, so your house of work, career, life path, but it's conjunct what we call the midheaven, what you're going towards. So a big thing for you is, as you've already said, you've had that upbringing of confinement within the family and gender roles. That Lilith is pushing you to go into what divine femininity means for you.
0: Mm, Okay. And
1: for you to really fully embrace and go for that natural woman instinctual self.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I really feel that. It's interesting. It almost puts words to a feeling that I haven't put words to. Oh, okay. Like, I really sense that energetically, Mm. but I haven't been able to really put that into words something that my my partner has said and he means this in a very complimentary way because we're very out so we spend a lot of time outside like we camp sometimes for months at a time at some point I was like hair all crazy out camping dancing around not wearing shoes and he was like you're basically feral (laughs) (laughs) but it's totally a compliment because I love that about myself that's so interesting and I've and that's recent like in recent you know, the last five years, I've really started to come into that. Interesting. The the wild woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be even more highlighted 2023. End of 2022, 2023. You will, yeah, you'll even feel it even stronger, which is exciting. Because as you said, you know, you, you said you're doing a lot of inner work and having to confront things and you're like, oh, I thought I was at that level. Now I'm like awakening to a new level. It's going to happen like that. Cool. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I... excited to see how it pans out.
0: Me too. Yeah, I've had this feeling lately, like like I'm on an escalator or something. And like sometimes mm-hmm. it pauses, but it just keep, it's, it keeps going, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I can see that. This year and next year, the build up to it is becoming a little more serious with your healing path.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, and that, it's interesting because some, some of the epiphany that I had very recently with that lunar, full moon, lunar eclipse, is very much about how I can translate what I'm doing in my life and actually some of this, it sounds like Black Lilith energy, that is very much a part of my personal life, translating that and relating that to the collective. So mm. that, in some way, I, you know, it hasn't all come together yet. But in some way, so that I can help people, like I'm about to be spending a lot more time out in nature again, and figuring out how to help people with that.
1: I love that, and I love to see what you do. I'm excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too. It'll be. I'm. I'm just letting it, letting it come to me as it comes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the best way to do it. And that is Lilith. Mm. Oh. Lilith. Yeah, Lilith allows you to, because she's so in tune with everything. She allows it to happen. She doesn't get worried about the past. She doesn't get worried about the future. She just allows.
0: Oh my gosh. We're not on video. We're on podcast. I forgot for a second. (laughs) But (laughs) I was going to show everyone, but I'll describe it. I'm sitting near my altar and my my word for this year that came to me in a meditation, I, I wanted to have a word for the year. And it, it, the word was allow. And so I made this big picture of the word allow that hangs over my altar as a reminder. And that has been so essential. That's been huge for 2021 is that idea of just allowing.
1: I love that. But it also makes me laugh because I thought of, um, so you can tell probably from my accent that I'm British. Mm-hmm. There's a British sa- a slang that goes, allow it allow it
0: oh okay (laughs) i've never heard that funny (laughs) i'm so american
1: (laughs) it's but it was it had like a negative connotation it was sort of like a teacher asked someone to do something the student would go allow it
0: oh i get it okay
1: (laughs) oh and then a few years later i realized it wasn't allow it it was allow it and I was just like that makes no sense
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that's so funny but I love <laughs>
1: that it's your word like allow uh, we,
0: yes. I would never
1: have it because of that but it's such a powerful word
0: yeah yeah it came it just really really poof, came through um right before that great conjunction mm. uh in December which I heard about it and also didn't totally understand, but I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was important.
1: <laughs> it was important. And you did peel it. So like that great conjunction, it was a knock knock effect of a big awakening for our collective. And for some people, it would have played out in sudden events, realizations, etc., Everything is energy, so it will be something will happen around that time or within the next few months because in February we had a lot of Aquarian energy. Okay. But how, because the 5D is moving fast, that's all happening there, but by the time it hits us on the 3D, it's actually slower processing. You know, people will look back in two, three years' time and go, oh yeah around december through to well this whole year is a big year oh yeah especially june june is massive
0: i'm feeling it already (laughs) i really am yeah june is huge
1: okay they'll look back and be like oh yeah that obviously we have a global pandemic yeah but it's the after effects of that like how it's changed your work how it's changed your community how it's changed how you view the world it's but people are also having really crazy things happening within their inner world cuz everyone's going through something everyone's yeah. kind of forced to be independent and to me being independent is a big thing with awakening
0: wow so, so june so june is going to be big interesting massive. okay well it
1: started from that eclipse the Sagittarius eclipse for a lot of people to make the most of it to be in tune with it would be to there'll be instances where you'll be okay you'll be doing something like the gardening and something within doing the gardening brings back another memory we are going through a stage where we have to clear those memories more powerfully than ever before because it's in Sagittarius which is the lessons you have learned and it relates to the last 19 years. So what lessons you have learned to the last 19 years and how can you let go of it to start something new? And we're going to want to start new projects. We're going to want to start new things right now. My advice for the next till about the 8th of July. If you've got um, projects you want to start, do a taster session. Don't commit to something fully. We're in Mercury retrograde, so you're very susceptible to being having clouded judgments. So mm. just doing taster sessions until you're sure there's nothing wrong with that. If okay. you do really feel strongly about a decision that is your intuition guiding you, go for it. There's a big misconception that you shouldn't make decisions with Mercury retrograde. Mm. If you feel strongly like that is the right way and it's, within your intuition that is your guidance go for it it's when you're unsure of something that you shouldn't really make mm. a decision in june we will have more retrograde planets and then we'll have another eclipse and yeah we just it's, it's, it's going to be a deeply emotional time in january we had our first square of saturn and uranus That was our first. We have our second. And then we're going to have another one later in the year. So all these squares are really pushing us into uncomfortable spots. But they are making us reach our greater potential. A lot of people will be feeling it. And I'm sending the love to every single one of them and letting them know you're not alone. How it falls in your chart will be unique to you. But everyone will be feeling it to some degree.
0: That's
1: yeah. good to know. Yeah. So happy June. <laughs> I have done the forecast for the next few months. August will make up for it. August is great. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yay.
0: <laughs>
1: but That's d- awesome. The thing is, June is great as well because um, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. It doesn't have to. You can make it whatever you want to make it to be. If you're like, I'm ready to embrace these lessons, I'm ready to ride this wave, that is you working with the cosmic energy, right? If you try work against it, like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming, you're not being in alignment with it and you're making it more difficult for yourself. You're putting a resistance to a flow that wants to move in a certain way.
0: Yes. It's what was the word from your meditation class? Equanimous?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember. Yes.
0: It stuck out to me because I thought that was so brilliant. Uh, Be equanimous. (laughs) Non-resistant.
1: Exactly. Ride the wave. Equanimity. (laughs) Equanimity. There we go. Yeah. Life isn't happening to me. It's happening with me.
0: Yes. 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 (laughs) All right. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Nicoletta. This is Awesome. And I am going to put in the show notes how to connect with Nicoletta if you would like to get your own chart read. And Nicoletta, do you have anything that you uh, want to add or any closing words?
1: Yeah, just I hope you guys are loving this eclipse season and the the ones that are in the northern hemisphere to enjoy your summer and in the southern hemisphere your winter. Uh, We're coming up to the solstice, which is a very, very powerful time. And I just wanna say that you guys are all magic and whatever comes your way, you'll be able to face it head on. And it might seem tough right now, but it will only it will only make you stronger.
0: Oh, beautiful. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. As always, it was amazing having you on.
1: No, thank you for having me and thank you for just being so perfect at holding space. I just I just, I think you're incredible. How do you do it? Ah, I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) It's your destiny. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think maybe in some way. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And thank you so much for all the information. It's been fabulous. So um, until next time, thanks everyone for listening.
1: Thank you guys.